This is Science Friday. I'm John Dankosky. And I'm Kathleen Davis. There's a lot to learn in the first couple of years of a child's life, not the least of which is how to talk. But little kids don't sit down and just study a vocabulary book. They soak up language from their daily experiences, which are often filled with parents and caregivers asking questions like, do you want some water? Or saying things like, oh, look, a kitty cat. Scientists wondered whether an AI model could learn about language the same way, not by being fed a curated set of pictures and words or the entire content of the internet, but by eavesdropping on the day-to-day activities of a two-year-old. Dr. Wei Keen Vong is a research scientist in the Center for Data Science at New York University and one of the authors of a report on that effort recently published in the journal Science. Welcome to Science Friday, Dr. Vong. Great to speak to you, Kathleen. So you trained your AI model on about 60 hours of video. Where did all that video come from? Yeah, so this video was really the efforts of a number of pioneering developmental psychologists and cognitive scientists who kind of realized that we really needed data that better matched what children really experience to formulate better theories. And so about a decade ago, a number of researchers got together and started coming up with how to gather this data. How could we um, get something that resembled sort of the real experiences of of a child and produce this sort of a mini camera that they were able to attach to a number of babies' heads and sort of record them uh, over the course of their developing years. Okay, so I'm trying to imagine this for myself. This may be the cutest study ever done. Um, so, I mean, what would it look like if I was looking at this baby with a camera? So the, the initial set of babies wore the camera on a sort of headband or a strap, but a second set of kids uh, whose data is now being collected uh, involves a sort of more sturdy and fun helmet. It looks like a home video. You are seeing these kids playing with their toys. Um, their parents are reading books to them. They're having mealtimes or they're out in the playground on a slide or a swing. You're really getting a real sort of first-person glimpse at, you know, what the baby is interested in, sort of like on a second-to-second level, really. It's, it's incredible. Wow. So you fed 60 hours of this, what I would imagine is sort of a stream of consciousness data to this AI model, as you said, which could include things like going to the park or, or talking to a caregiver. What did this model actually learn? Right. So the way the model works is it's trained to learn language by associating what it's seeing with what it's hearing. So in cognitive science, the style of learning is is what's known as associative learning, because you're learning to associate certain words with certain images or certain objects out there. And we're really the first to sort of apply these kinds of theories to, you know, this kind of representative subset of what children are seeing and hearing and sort of seeing what it could learn. So what it could learn is basically a number of the uh, sort of earliest object words or nouns that children also display uh, when learning a language. So those are often the first words that children learn to speak. And we wanted to see if we could capture that aspect of learning from this data and this model. Mm -hmm. So what kind of words? I'm imagining like dada or mama or cat or dog, things like that. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, words like bowl, words like crib or car or chair, yeah, these objects sort of pop up sort of almost in every video that you see. And so they're the ones that are relatively straightforward to test for as well. Were there any words that were surprisingly hard for this AI to learn? 
Yeah, I, I think one of the obvious failure modes we saw was that the model just couldn't really acquire the word hand, no matter how we tested it. Hand like like your hand. Exactly, exactly. And um, what one reason is that hands sort of appear all over the video data set. So, you know, because the kid is manipulating things or playing with things, they always show up in the video, no matter what frame or what words are being spoken. Hmm. And so that is a bit of a challenge with how our model operates. And so we didn't find sort of a consistent learning with that word. Did the AI think that hand meant something else or vice versa? Yeah, exactly. So if you look through the data, uh, which I did quite a lot while working on this study, the word hand really only gets spoken when the child is playing at the beach um, or, <laughs> or, or at the sandpit. And so because of this association between words and objects that is built into our model, the model sort of mistakenly learns to associate the word hand with uh, bits of sand instead. <laughs> um, that is very interesting. There are all sorts of television shows that you know, we here are supposed to be educational for young kids. Do you think that the model may learn more from watching Sesame Street or Peppa Pig than it would from an actual child? That's a fantastic question. I don't know. I do know a number of other researchers from the Netherlands ran a similar study training a similar kind of model, but on episodes from Peppa Pig and showed that oh. it, it was able to learn a similar amount of words as, as our model. Obviously, children start watching television a little bit later in life. Uh, we're primarily interested in language at the sort of very conception, at the very beginning of life, and sort of showing how that emerges from this blooming, buzzing confusion that every newborn is experiencing. I mean, to be clear, we aren't saying that this is necessarily how kids' brains actually work, but just that this approach is enough to, to start to train this AI model. Is that right? That's right. This this work speaks to this uh, larger debate in cognitive science around nature versus nurture, like what um, needs to be built in for humans to learn versus what can we acquire from experience. So our model, our work is really focused on that latter aspect where we actually have very few elements or innate components to our model. And much of the learning is really driven by the video data that's being fed into our model. So I would say it's something like 5% uh, built-in or innate elements and sort of 95% experience. And um, I, I couldn't give you a range on people's opinions in the field of, you know, what the right split is. But, you know, I hope our work sort of shifts people's minds to realize that experience is really valuable and we don't really need that much built-in uh, on top of that. There are parts of language that aren't just the words, but things like tone. Do you think that you could train the AI to understand, you know, that it's different for, you know, a calm voice to say, watch out for the dog or a scared voice saying, watch out for that dog? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's something in the future we'd definitely like to try. You know, like I mentioned before, most children's words are these common objects or these concrete nouns. But children also learn words like uh-oh quite early on mm -hmm. in life, right? And, and that... Right the tone in which that is spoken sort of indicates they're recognizing something about the situation is surprising or, or a mistake has been made. So I think tone is a, is a huge factor. You know, and another thing that many other researchers have looked into is this notion of child-directed speech and recognizing that the way that we often talk to babies 
is you know different from how we talk to adults we often accentuate certain right. words or certain phonemes and um you know other researchers have shown that that also might be a pedagogical strategy to help with learning mhm if you gave this ai model more hours of video to work with do you think that it would just get better at working with this set of nouns that it learned or would it possibly have a bigger vocabulary i think the answer is probably both to those Uh we see that in children as well. We see that children sort of a little bit after the age of 1 really show this large comprehension boost in their sort of word recognition abilities and we hope that our model displays um you know a similar qualitative effect if we were able to feed in more data. Now that's something we're actually already working on so um stay tuned for that. Okay. And so far as you said you've been pretty focused on these concrete nouns, but I mean what's next? Do you do like color or verbs? How do you expand this uh language understanding to the next level? Yeah, absolutely. I think going to verbs, to color words, to adjectives, to prepositions. I mean, we really want and in in some shape or form to be able to explain all of the different elements of language that children eventually acquire. You know, in this work we really focused on this multimodal aspect of sort of linking language to to vision because that is really where children get started but um you know later on it seems like children might have other mechanisms available perhaps similar to the next token prediction objective in language models that might enable sort of acquiring some of these more complex words. I've looked into this question mm-hmm. a little bit for verbs you know it's quite funny because if you think if if a child is learning a word like run if you look in the videos when the word run is um spoken you know that it's because the kid is running and the camera is really just bobbing up and down so <laughs> you know feeding that into the model it's going to have a very different notion of what running is i think to most people right well that's all the time that we have for today dr wei keen vong is a research scientist in the center for data science at new york university thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us today Thank you for all of your lovely questions, Kathleen. It was great to speak to you.